we'll talk to Chuck and Pam. We're back. We're doing another video podcast because we've gotten such a positive response, tons and tons of views and feedback. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure about this. No. Yeah. I'm, today, I'm. I'm really feeling my age. Seventy-five. So yes, and I feel as though I'm really looking seventy-five today. I just really <laughs> feel that way. So you know, I apologize, everyone who, who's watching. That's all I can say. Well, let's just get your acting gear and let's tell us what have you watched this week, Chuck Koplinski? Uh, I watched a really, two real, a really, really good movie, <laughs> a really good movie, and then a real turd. Ooh, so oh, that's, wow. that's what I've been doing. Do tell, so. do tell. Let's start off with the good stuff and then go down to the show. The really, really good movie was uh, Blackberry, and I think you've seen that too. Yes. Uh, boy, really smart, uh, smart movie. And, and you know, the thing I liked about it was that I knew nothing. I mean, I knew I, I had a BlackBerry. Did you? Yeah, and, and oh, you were cool. I it was it was it, it was cool, not cool a conscious cool thing, you know. <laughs> my, my wife knows how pissed off I get with cell phones yes. and all that, so she just would do it. And she came and said, "Here's your new phone." And I had this thing, and I'm like, "What is this? This small thing? I'm gonna hate it." I loved it, <laughs> just loved it. But I had no idea how it was born. Uh, the heights that the company reached, or why we don't no longer have Blackberries, and this movie uh, j- tells us everything. Guy by the name of Matt Johnson made it. I never heard of him, and he's got a part in the film. Uh, and, and it's kind of shot documentary style, which I thought was really cool. You get this fly in the wall feeling as, as you're watching all this stuff unfold. Uh, Jay Burchell is always good, you know, and he almost rec- unrecognizable here. He's got this gray wig on. Uh, you know, he's the nerd. He's the he's the genius behind this thing. And then Glenn Howerton, who I I didn't even know who he was for a while, and then it clicked with me because he's so different. He's one of the guys on It's Sunny in Philadelphia, right. and he's got this bald thing going here. And he is I, I on the movie poster for his character. They drove dry devil horns. That's an understatement as to what this character is like. It is so counter from what he does on Philadelphia that it was just striking. I'm like, oh my God, this guy can act. But it was surprising. It was engaging. Uh, I, I, I love when I'm learning something while I'm being entertained. And you don't often get that. And, and I got that with this. And it's, it's towards the top of my list for this year. I know you didn't like Air as much as I did, mm-hmm. but there were so, so, so many similarities between the films as far as the, you see the creation of these cultural, not just products, but cultural phenomenon right. and, and what goes into that. And I really, I really thought that was cool. Tell me what else you've been watching. Oh, okay. I thought maybe you were going to chime no, in. No, I'm going to have my own whole turn to tell you okay. what I thought about All it. Right. Uh, and then I watched White Men Can't Jump, uh, which is premiering on Hulu on the 19th, which is tomorrow. Right. Um, you know what? I, I, I don't remember a thing about the original. I don't remember a thing about it. I know who was in it. Wesley Snipes <laughs> and Woody Harrelson. And I think it was uh, Rosie Perez. Perez. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I, don't, I couldn't tell you a thing about it. I mean, I think I saw it once and boop. So I didn't have anything hanging over my head as I was watching this. Um, but boy, I really like this film. Um, this kid named, what's his name? This um, Jeremy. Yeah, no, that's the Jack, character. Jack. Jack Harlow. Yeah, I guess he's a rapper guy. Yeah, from uh, Louisville. From Kentucky. Yes, Louisville, actually. Kelsey yeah. knows of yeah, him. He plays Jeremy. And then the other guy... Uh, what is his name? I know you got it written down no, here. No, I actually I'm going to cheat. What do you mean you don't? I'm you sorry. usually have all the stuff. <laughs> uh, the other actor, right. uh, um, 
and I and I wrote this review not too long ago. I know, I just wrote mine now, this morning. He's really good too. The chemistry between these two guys. Sinqua Walls. Yes. yes, that's why and I could forget that name. Sinqua right? Walls. And I looked him up. He's been around for 10, 15 yeah. years. And I'm hoping this thing uh helps him go because he's really good here. Uh just the chemistry these two have. Um you know, both their characters want to be in the NBA. Both of them have problems of various sorts. They're hustling money uh, through these pickup games. Uh, and the basketball really isn't the thing. Uh, it, it's the chemistry between these two. It's how they deal with, the film deals with issues of race. But it does it in a humorous, smart way. It deals with issues of gender equality. and does it in a humorous, smart way. It doesn't beat you over the head. And it's not crude. Right. I mean, my fear was this is going to be MF this, MF that, F you, F you. And it's not that at all. I mean, there is some is of that. that. I'm trying to think but it's, it was. But it's not constant like my fear was. Okay. Uh, it, it's all about this relationship. And uh, I really got a kick out of it. I, I was pleasantly surprised. Good, good. Uh, not so with the mother. No. The mother. The mother ever. The mother. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it's, we're supposed to take it serious because we never know Jennifer Lopez's name in the movie. She's just the mother. The mother. <laughs> Oh, my God. She's so serious. It, you would think that Lopez was uh, doing Shakespeare here. She's so serious. Oh, my goodness. She's so serious in this movie. I don't think she smiles. I think she was told that her face would crack if she smiled or showed any emotion. So we have no emotion at all. But she's she's a uh, undercover agent spy person thing uh, who, uh, in the first scene, is trying to come in from out of the cold, negotiating some deal. And I didn't realize she was pregnant. Until about 10 minutes into this thing, when either. then one of the big bad guys comes and stabs her in the stomach. And somehow or another, she and the baby survive. Um, knowing that it is in the baby's best interest, she gives the girl up to foster home. And 12 years later, of course, there's a problem. There's a leak, and the bad guys, they're still bad, and they're still pissed. And so they kidnap the girl, and the mother has to go get her. Oh, my God. And, of course, she's got all these skills. You know, she went to the Liam Neeson school of getting these badass skills. It's and the she's taken, got these it's skills. The oh, it's school. completely. It's co totally it. Yeah. And so they go get her, and they go to Atlanta where she lives but of course the bad guys are still pissed so they've got this is a you know I, I I don't know if I've coined this phrase or not but I'm going to and I'm going to talk about cinematic bloat right now movies are too goddamn long right now yeah this movie's an hour 45 oh gosh it's too long by half it's too long it should have been boop 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 and it would have been much better uh and the action at times isn't bad I mean it's okay for these types of but it's just her She's just so serious. And and this this is the type of material that provide you know, you have to have a little humor here. You know, when you look back at Stallone and Schwarzenegger and those right. guys, yeah, they played these roles, but also there was a joke here and there. You know, and you knew that they weren't taking it all that serious most of the time. This, though, this is a vanity project. You think? And, <laughs> and boy, it is, you know, it's a one-note performance, and it is off-key all the way through. So uh, that's on uh, Netflix. You can skip that. There you go. All right. Now it's going to be my turn. We're going to do gonna it. We're going to call this the turnaround. The turnaround. This, so the, just this, turn it. We're yeah, just going to turn it. This okay. is the turnaround we segment of our program. This is going to be that. You know, if we had sponsors, this is where we'd have a sponsor. That's right. But, sponsors you know, are welcome. <laughs> anytime, anytime. So, so I'm what gonna, did you see? I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to start in reverse order because I really okay. want to talk a little bit about the mother. And I don't know if I can top what you've just said about the mother. Well, I'm tired and punchy and pissed <laughs> off. So, you know. <laughs> um, that's probably about all there really does need to be said. Other than the fact that I did like 
their shots. I like the cinematography of this. It's a well-made film. It, it is. Yeah. And Nikki Caro, who gave us Whale Rider mm -hmm. and The Zookeeper's Wife, two really wonderful films, mm -hmm. films that really stick in my head. And this one will be flushed down the toilet as quickly as, as well, you know what. Yeah. Um, but I'm surprised that Nikki Caro directed, attached herself to this project. It is just not her MO whatsoever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Money, money, money. And you know what? A chance to direct Jennifer Lopez, I'm sure, is on the top of a lot of people's lists after meeting her, quote unquote, meeting her. I have zero desire to yeah. ever <laughs> really interact with her. Do you ever. keep that in mind whenever you see her now? I, I do. And I really try hard not to, Me Chuck. Too. I really try hard not to. And I go in with a fresh viewpoint and it just, you know, I get, I get sucked into mm -hmm. saying, yeah, she looks great. She is one of the most fit. 50 mid 50 year olds I could possibly imagine and she looks amazing but yes yeah, she is a one note wonder in this and I did like seeing Alaska and I did like seeing Cuba because I was just in Cuba was, they went to pretty, Havana, Havana so yeah, yeah yeah other than that <laughs> I think just skip this one completely off your list it is trending in the, I think number three position on Netflix on that little chart okay um hopefully people are just turning it on for 10 minutes and then turning it off and I will admit I fell asleep in the middle somewhere. So I'm not quite sure what I missed, but I don't think I missed much. Same old, same old, I think you missed. <laughs> it is, it is. And then White Men Can't Jump. I've watched that movie several times. I haven't seen it probably in the last 10 or 15 years. Um, and I liked the original movie. I really enjoyed this fresh new take, this updated version. They really, they have one of the original um, writers and director from the 1992 version on this as a co-writer as well. So I think that helped keep it in this to the same kind of uh, storyline. You know, we've got two guys that they're polar opposites. They hate each other, then they like each other. They develop a friendship. They help each other become better men. And that's mm -hmm. key. They yeah. ha like you yeah. said, they have that chemistry and they grow up. They become better men. Um, and I really had a lot of fun with it. It was funny it was filled with heart all those one-liners i can't remember one of them but i laughed you just can't keep track it's really fast paced really wonderfully done i had a lot of fun with this movie i know it's taking a lot of heat for not being the original but oh. you know what? i like the fact that it's it's in today's world we talk about race we talk about gender um we talk about um opioid addiction and mm -hmm. you know i'm, I'm looking at the scar on mm -hmm. my knee right now and that looks very similar to Jeremy's scars that mm -hmm. he has, and he is addicted to opio opioids because of the constant pain. Um, they don't harp on that, but no. they, they throw it in there. And that's one of the things that moves this plot forward as his character develops. Um, I had a lot of fun with it. So check that out. That is streaming on Hulu starting tomorrow. I'm trying to think of the two guys who were in support. Oh. Who cracked me up yeah, every yeah, yeah, time yeah, yeah. they opened yeah. their mouth. <laughs> I mean, they were just The supporting really, cast is wonderful. Really funny. It really I is. Mean, and then the comment about the guy's ears and Dumbo. Oh, and Dumbo. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I have to say, the, the girl that played um, Tatiana, Jeremy's uh, girlfriend, uh -huh. is the Rosie Perez uh, character version. Yes. She didn't have what Rosie had. Rosie was a powerhouse in that, in that film, and she truly is one of the standouts of the 1992 version. She doesn't have it. That doesn't say that she's not good in her role. It just isn't Rosie. She, that, her name is Laura Harrier. 
here. Thank you. Uh, she has other things. Uh, All right, whatever. The other two guys, Miles <laughs> Bullock as Renzo and Vince Staples. It's yes. it's speedy. Yes, speedy. Hilarious, both these guys. <laughs> Very good. It's it's a lot of fun. There is a little bit of basketball, which is a lot of fun to see as well. Um, and then let's talk about Blackberry. I think again, you had an interview with um, Jay Baruchel and Matt Johnson. Is that no, right? No, Glenn Howerton. Matt Glenn was Howerton. Sick that day. Matt, so, okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, check that out on our Facebook page. You can see that interview. And this, to me, was one of my top movies of the year also. I equate this more to Tetris. Again, yeah. you know, something yeah. that the an origin story of tech. Pfft, snoozer, right? No, not at all. I was on the edge of my seat the entire film. I loved these characters. They were way over the top, but... I think realistically so. Yeah. And the story and the, and the arc of it and going from this powerhouse to nothing was gripping. And Glenn Howerton was amazing in this role. I don't know that I put devil horns on him. <laughs> we got to know, initially he did seem a little bit of the devil and he, he had his own best interests at heart. However, we got to know who this character was. And I think that's what differs between this movie and Air. We got to know the characters and what motivated them and who they were versus Air. We never really got to know the characters enough. So I think that's the difference to me, and that's why I like Tetris much more than Air. And I'll put Tetris and Blackberry together. And tech in the 80s and 90s is riveting, mm -hmm. which is kind of a crazy thing. It's because it looks so antiquated now, and you're like, <laughs> know, wait a plan. second, that was cool? <laughs> well, and the thing is, I mean, who knew that, you know, everything was like, when you wanted to send an email, it would shut down the entire system. Ma Bell, you know, broke her chimes. I mean, it was over. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of cool for those of us who are old enough to know what that reference meant. <laughs> it's yeah. kind of cool to see. And those who don't understand that reference will give you a little bit more background as to how tech really has just just exploded in the last 50 years. Yeah. So. Yeah. So that's it for Real Talk with Chuck and Pam this week. And I'm going to flip around again okay. because you are much better at keeping track of what's up for next week. Uh, well, you know, say a prayer for me. I'm going to see Fast X tonight. Uh -huh. <laughs> so I don't know if I have any brain cells to spare, but I'm going in. We will see what we will see as far as that's concerned. Uh, also, next week, uh, we'll talk about Kandahar with uh, Gerard Butler. Had an interview with the um, director, Rick Romanois which will be on, uh, we'll, we'll post that and everything. And then The Little Mermaid. Neither, neither of us have gotten to it, but it is in the offing. So we'll get to that too. Sounds good. Thanks for tuning in.